So I was just complaining about the day in your life videos that are all that, uh, that are, are plaguing uh, TikTok, and everyone does one. No matter if their life is interesting or not, in almost every case, they're not. And uh, I guess that's what led McKenna to send me a bunch of other day in the life TikTok videos, which we will now um, watch and suffer through together. Let's just go through these from the top. A day in my life being clairvoyant and seeing ghosts. I work nights, so I wake up late at 11 a.m. My partner brings me coffee in bed, and I catch up on social media and reply to comments and emails. Then I get ready for the day. Moving into a house built in the 1920s, I wasn't surprised that there were lingering spirits here, but honestly, it's just like having very elusive roommates. Oh, the they door shut. to themselves. At 1 p.m., I film and edit my content for the day. Then it's physical therapy so- time, stop baby. For stop it for a second. Pause it for a second. Oh, the door. You see the door shut in the background? There's no other way it could happen than a ghost. How? Wh- what other force could shut a door? Never mind the fact you could see a person moving in the background to shut the door. You notice something about ghosts is that they, they always do things that like anyone could do. You know, it's they, they, they never do. They're ghosts. They have supernatural abilities. They should be able to do things on camera that could never be duplicated by anyone, at least without the access to Hollywood level special effects. Ghosts could do that if they existed, and yet they never do, ever. Interesting. All the ghosts ever do is just like shut a door or drop a spoon. So God is. Let me try to. I'm, I'm trying to understand this. God is allowing spirits, the undead. Uh, we're not undead. They're dead. Allowing the souls of the dead to remain lingering around on Earth so that they can shut doors and drop spoons. What's the game plan exactly? The funny thing is that these people, I can almost guarantee it, this uh, <laughs> LGBT member of the clairvoyant community, I'm gonna guess is not a, would not describe herself as a religious person, certainly not a Christian. She'd probably say, I'm spiritual, but not religious. So what is your actual, what's your actual view of the supernatural realm? What are, do, do you believe? that God exists and that there's an afterlife? I mean, I guess she probably wouldn't even go that far. So how is it, there's no God, there's no afterlife, and yet when we die, we still have our, like, this vapor that we shed and that, that lingers around? How does that work? Ghosts only work if there is a God and there's an afterlife, which, which there is, of course. But if there's a God and an afterlife, then the ghosts don't make any sense because what are they doing hanging out here? They'd be going to their afterlife destination. Okay, continue. And since we're already out and about, we go thrifting. Honestly, I just try not to buy anything haunted or tacky as I look for pieces to build my own collections. When we get home, I cook dinner and we watch a show and tell the ghost pacing in the den to chill out. No! And then I unwind, scrolling through TikTok, checking notifications, replying to comments. And since I read everything, it takes a while. Finally, at 2 a.m., I turn off all of the house lights and head to bed. Okay, good. That's, that's what a clairvoyant does. Uh, and I guess this session makes a living. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm glad these people exist because if you're dumb enough to be scammed by somebody like this, to give them your money, then you, you deserve to be separated from your money. So I, in, in a way, I, I am almost am thankful for them. I think they're maybe providing a, a valuable service to the world in that way. Okay, the next one is a day in the life of someone who works at Selfie World, which is a thing I've just learned existed and wish I hadn't learned it. Let's watch. 
All right, okay, stop. Just stop. What? I, I, I still don't know what Selfie World is. I guess I can understand from context. So, is Selfie World at a mall and people pay money to go take a selfie? You're paying them money for the privilege of taking a selfie on your own phone. You have the entire world where you could go anywhere and take any selfie that you want. You're going to pay them money so you could take a selfie. So you could, it's, they're not even impressive backgrounds. Here, pay us money. Pay us uh, $57.99 so you can take a selfie in a room with a red wall. You can't find a red wall like this anywhere, folks. Yet again, people who deserve to get scammed and separated from their money. You've heard me talk about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy, but choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. I like to do research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in and that I use. To actually stop people from monitoring your online activity, that's why you need to do what I do and use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, a hotel, even a friend's house. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit can be logged by the admin of that network. That's still true, even when you're in incognito mode, even in that case. ExpressVPN, then, is the solution. It's an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays private. ExpressVPN works on all of your devices, and it's super easy to use. The app has one button. You tap it, you connect, and your browsing activity is secure. It's that simple. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash WalshYT. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash WalshYT to get three extra months free. That's expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash WalshYT. Um, this is a day in the life of a... Wow, you have really put together a collection of the most annoying people on earth. Okay, this is a day in the life of a van lifer. This is a day in my life as a van lifer with a cat. The first thing I'll do when I wake up is I'll put on my slippers because it's cold. Next, I'll give Gigi his breakfast and then I'll eat my breakfast. First, I had a yummy dragon fruit and then I headed inside of my girlfriend's house so that I could make some soup since it was so cold this morning. And of course, a little bit of tea to start my day. I always immediately open all the curtains to get as much natural light in as possible. This will help me warm up the van a little bit on these cold winter days. Oh, and since yesterday was laundry day, today I'll need to put all of the clean laundry back in my bins and under my bed. After finishing up my laundry, I noticed that the floors were a little bit dusty, so I decided to give them a sweep. After sweeping, I decided to disinfect them as well. Next, I'll check on my homework or watch a fun video. Then we'll take Gigi on a daily outing so that we can all get a little bit of exercise and be home in time for a yummy dinner. Okay. There's so many, it's like we have ways of rebranding things. And so uh, instead of people saying, I live in a trailer or double wide, they say, I have a tiny home. No, you live in a trailer. And that's fine, by the way. You can live in a trailer, but that's what you live in. This is not van life. This is homelessness. This is a day in the life of me as a homeless bum. That's what it is. If you're even actually homeless, like this is cheating. So she, what, the van is in someone's driveway and she can go in there and make fancy soups and, 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 and do whatever she needs. That's not van life. The, the van, that's not van. Whatever van life is supposed to be, that's not it. You know what really 
annoys me about this is that so I, I don't like how some of these things have been appropriated and, and turned into like trendy TikTok things. If you actually want to authentically live in a van down by the river and you're, let's say you're traveling across the country, you're driving around, you're being self-sufficient, you're finding ways to survive. You're, I, I, don't, I don't know how you would, what you do for food or anything, anything like that. I mean, it's almost certain that this girl is being subsidized by her parents or somebody. And so none of this counts and none of it is real. But if it's real and you actually want to be self-sufficient and you want to drop off the grid and live on your own and do all that, I got tons of respect for that. As long as you're not being a burden or a parasite uh, and you're actually taking care of yourself and you say, this is the life I want to live, I, I can respect not the life I'd want to live. I can respect that. But it's not even, it's not real though. That's the problem. Here's one I probably can't respect. A day in the life of a stay-at-home husband. Sorry, tough guys. It's a day in the life of a stay-at-home husband. Time to check your misogyny at the door and buckle up. First thing I do is I make my wife some coffee after making the bed. Then I do my wife's laundry. When juggling your husbandly duties, it's essential to separate the Lulus from the dryer. Next, I feed the dog, because who else is going to do it? I assert my dominance over all I have left. Then I make my wife some breakfast. She likes her eggs air fried with a rice cake and peanut butter. Then I feed the plants before I feed myself, and I tidy up the house. Once the house was clean, my wife took me out on the town. Followed and the patriarchy. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. This guy exists to annoy me. Right, that's my theory. It's not even a stay-at-home dad, okay? This is not a stay-at-home stay-at-home husband. There's no kids to take care of, even. Uh, I, I gotta tell you something. I don't care how progressive people pretend to be. I don't care how progressive a woman pretends to be. No woman wants that or respects it. You disgust me. Now, they might find some benefits in it for a time because you're staying at home doing your husbandly duties. At a certain point, she's going to realize, I don't actually want a manservant. I want, uh, I, I want a husband, okay? I want someone who's going to provide and be a man. That's what I want. That's what every woman wants. Okay, you're a stay-at-home husband. You don't do anything. I got to respect that. And marriage can't survive without respect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All right, mm -hmm. this will be the last one. Actually, there's two more, but I can only stomach one more. This is a day in the life of a, of a pilot, which... Uh, now, this one sounds interesting. Okay, finally, someone with an interesting job. Hi, everyone. Here's another day in my Pause life. Pause for a second. Now, this is, this is actually a, this is a uh, sabotage from my own team. There's nothing I can say here that will not get me into trouble. There's so much that I want to say that I can't say. But I will say anyway, which is that I, I would be terrified. I would, I'm not saying it's the right response. I'm telling you, emotion, I'm being emotionally vulnerable. I would be terrified if that was the pilot. Because, here's why. I've been very clear about this. Every pilot on a commercial aircraft should be a man with a mustache, and the man should be between the ages of 45 and 65. That's every pilot. I don't care about race or anything like that. Every, I'm very open outside of that. Like, they should all look something like the, the, the pilot that landed the, the plane in the Hudson. So... That's so I, I'm discriminatory in that way. But, um, okay. Go ahead and play it. I woke up, made myself a coffee, and then I started to steam my work uniform. And right about here, I actually got a call from crew support to go fly that day. It was a local, which meant that I'll be home the same night, which was nice because I didn't really need to pack much. Just brought a light suitcase just in case I got stuck anywhere. 
and then I started to get ready. I had three hours to report to duty, which gave me plenty of time. I was able to make myself a nice little lunch, and I also stopped by Trader Joe's to grab myself a salad for the flight. The salad is really good, by the way. Made it to the airport, took a shuttle to my gate, and once I got there, I started to do all of my pre-flight duties to make sure that the aircraft was safe to fly, and then I started getting set up to go to Omaha, Nebraska. I was excited because it was my first time flying over there. We did that flight, landed, here we are now in Omaha. Had about 45 minutes, so it was a quick turn before we needed to head back to Los Angeles. This was our route for that night. It was a little over two and a half hours long each way. It was a nice flight though, landed, did my final walk around, and that was it. All right. Look, I'm sure she's very... She hasn't crashed a plane yet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's a very talented pilot. Um, oh, man. Okay. All right. We'll just leave it there with that before we, before I get myself into even more trouble. And uh, that's it. So those are, those are the uh, the days in, in the lives of all these people. I'm, I'm glad we could spend some time with them and learn about their experiences. I feel like a better person for it. Mm-hmm.